Hey, on today's podcast, I want to talk about how to create a temporary shelter-in-place budget. As we enter into this first full month of where paychecks and hours have been cut, how do we, the church, keep the financial obligations together? As I ask that question, I think really that's kind of the $6 million question, isn't it? Some within our movement have suggested that the giving could drop off 25 to 50%. And it's apparent to all that the giving will drop off and maybe those numbers are accurate. So I think the advice that we've been given and that we're listening to is, hey, giving is gonna drop off. We don't know how far into the spring or the summer do we need to shelter in place and when and how much will the giving taper off? I don't think anybody really knows exactly the amount because we've never been this far. There's no exact answer to that. When will the giving completely taper off? When is the curve flattened in our giving and when does it pick back up? So we prepare for long-term financial balance. When I owned my print shop in San Diego, each year I did a cost analysis as to what each department would cost me to operate. Therefore, I knew exactly what I needed to break even every month when I build out jobs. The hourly cost to run a one-color press compared to the hourly cost to run a four-color press was different because of the cost of the machine, the equipment, the electricity, and the amperage it took to power it. The skilled pressman on the four-color press, his wages were higher, so then my workers' comp was higher, my Social Security taxes uh, were matching, and so there was a difference. And so what that cost analysis did is it helped me determine how much it cost to run the bindery, the folder, the pre-press, the front office admin, the press department. And, and these areas helped me with my stress levels because I knew when things were slow, exactly how much I needed to bill out to pay all the bills and the obligations. In other words, what I wanted to know when I opened up Dura Inc. every morning and I turned that key and opened up that door, how much does it cost me every hour to keep the door open at Dura Inc.? And our cost analysis did that. It was quite scientific and mathematical and it took some work. So as we kind of entered into this pandemic, I took that same grid from the print shop and I overlaid it into our church finances. And I came up with some exact numbers to keep the church operable during this COVID-19 pandemic. And here's what we did. Since we had already a working budget that we worked off of every year, we edited out all the expenses that we knew that we did not need when we're not having church in the building. We looked over the expense areas that were impacted because we are not actually meeting at the church. Our True Kids ministry has a monthly budget. Well, we cut that out because there's no kids meeting. We pay the preschool teachers from the arena out here in the secular world from Temecula. We actually bring in people that are life scan, CPR, fingerprinted, and we actually pay them. So they're paid staff on Sundays and Wednesdays. That's in our budget. So we took their wages out. The city canceled our praise in the park this last month. Then we had budgeted money for that and for supplies. We took that out. And then we had a budget for our Easter weekend. This season, we are going to do four services, a Saturday concert, with a petting zoo, choo-choo train rides, face painting, clowns, balloon twisting, a fresca bar. And we cut all of that out of our budget. That was a part of our monthly contribution. And then we took our electric bill and we had to make a little assumption here. So we just cut that in fourths. 
And then we took all the church supplies, all the consumables that we're not consuming because we're not in the building, and we begin to take that out of what we were doing also. You see, I think you kind of get the idea. We went back and cut everything that is affected by not having church in the building. And what I did is I created this temporary budget that would only include things that I needed to do to meet our monthly obligations that didn't change. They were unmovable expenses. Maybe you've got rent or mortgage. We have rent. Uh, our utilities, we're gonna have utilities. We're going to have insurance. Our insurance for our vehicle, our van, our building insurance, our wages, our website stays the same, our streaming services stay the same. I think you kind of get the idea. Only budget what you have to pay and save the rest of your money. Right now we're in a non-spending mode because none of us know exactly how long this pandemic is gonna be. When will people's hours pick up? When will their paychecks get back to full 40 hours a week plus overtime? So since we don't know, we have to make ourselves sustainable. And let me take you back to my print shop era in San Diego. Because when I was in a competitive bid situation, I knew exactly how low I could go on my hourly rate when I was quoting on our four color press to where my break even point was. We sold it at a particular dollar, but when I was in a tight bid situation, maybe I really wanted this bid. I was bidding for the college or I was bidding for the city trying to get my foot in the door to a ad agency, and I'm just really cranking down the screws on my pricing. But I knew exactly how low I could go and still make money or break even. And at some point, if I went too low, I was losing money. Over term, you can't continue to be in business and lose money. So let's segue back into our church budget. I have to have an idea what it cost me exactly to run the church financially. When you're working off a set of books, accounting, church, you need to work off that budget. And then you calculate your monthly cost of what it would be with no church services in the building. Let me give you some ideas and some guidance here. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break. I want you to hear from our student pastor, Nolan Graham, on how he's been able to stay connected with our youth group at True Vine Pentecostal Church during this pandemic. Thank you, Pastor. Hello, everyone. My name is Nolan Graham, and I am the student pastor here at True Vine Pentecostal Church. And I want to tell you guys about a cool resource that we are using to help us stay connected to our youth during this time. And it is called the Band App. This app is available for free on the App Store as well as the desktop. And excuse my <laughs> squeaky chair here, but it is a really cool platform that we use as far as communication, but can really be utilized for a lot more than just that. So what this app or this platform is, because it's actually, so the main aspect of it is actually a desktop. It is a desktop version first, and then the app, which is used for consumer. And what it does is I compare it to a Facebook kind of platform. It's where you can create a social media platform in a sense, but in a controlled Christian apostolic environment. You have control over all privileges of the app as far as 
posting. So what we do is that we have where if anybody wants to post something, it first has to be approved by an admin or a co-admin. And you have that full function of being able to assign who those people are. And you can also do polls. You can do live stream from it. You can do a wide variety of things. It has a, ch it has a chat for all of your youth because what we realized is that we had a mass text and there were some people that weren't getting the text. There were some people that, you know, just weren't being in, as involved. And we didn't want that because we want to try and be able to reach as many people as possible in this time and stay connected. And so we started using this app and it's honestly, it's been great. We've had a lot of communication. A lot of things are able to be posted there as far as announcements and everything like that in one central location. And so I, I honestly, I encourage you to take a look at this resource, this app. It's a really cool way of just staying connected with the youth during this time. Now I want you to take your 2019 bills. Gonna help you create a budget. If you're working off Quicken or QuickBooks, of course you would have chart of accounts and categories and you could do this quickly. But the way that we work a budget here at Truvine is that we take all of the previous years, so this would be 2019's rent, utilities, insurance, etc., wages, uh, consumables, tissue, crayons, glitter, uh, goldfish snacks, take it over 12 months and then divide that by 12 to get my monthly expense. You see here, the goal is to know exactly how much it takes to keep your church open with no people attending. How much does it cost you to keep the church open with no people attending? Let me give an example. If you have a budget of shelter in place and it's, your expenses are $2,000 a month, just the bare minimum, whatever, rent, water, electricity, insurance, and your offerings come in and they're $2,150 a month, then you know you haven't covered your hard cost because 2,000 came in in offerings, or rather 2,100 come in and 2,000 has, so I, I'm okay. This helps a pastor not to stress or worry to know if the income is covering all the necessity of the expenses without just guessing and wondering. One of the thing is that I owned the print shop, we didn't guess and wonder what it costs to stay in business. And so we could gauge, let's assume it cost us $10,000 a month to stay in business. If I had $50,000 in savings, I knew I could go five months and not print one job, keep everybody intact, everybody gets paid, all the wages, workers comp, everything gets paid. But, but when you live month to month, like a lot of churches do, if you don't know exactly what your expenses are and if you don't know if they're covered, then you're creating a perfect storm to bring worry and anxiety to your life. I don't think that's a good way to manage. I'm trying to give you some ideas and suggestions. So if the income doesn't meet our shelter in place budget, then we need to know we need to start talking about biblical stewardship to the saints. I don't wanna do that premature. If the tithing is coming in and the offerings are covering the expense, because I know exactly what it costs to operate, then I don't have to step to the pulpit and in these times of shelter in place and wages and hours being cut, I don't have to stress the people by taking offerings. But I've noticed over the years that people that are good 
and understanding of what they know that a good steward is, they are a good steward to God. When they understand the principle, and when the money is short, providing that you've been a good manager of God's money, these people that understand stewardship will rise and support you above and beyond what they are called upon. But I've got to make sure that I don't exploit that and do that so often that it becomes commonplace. So again, quick recap, and I'm gonna sign off here. What does it cost to keep your church open with nobody coming to church? You gotta find that number. 8,000 a month, 10,000, $27,000 a month. And then as the offerings come in to defray the cost of church expenses, you can see if there's an overage or a shortfall. And if there's a continual shortfall and you're using up your reserves and your working capital, then there may come a time that you have to stand and appeal to the people to help get us through this pandemic. But in the meantime, just to assume I'm gonna have to do that, I wouldn't make that assumption. Why? Because I know exactly what it costs to operate our church every day to pay our monthly expenses. And so I'm just trying to encourage you here. I'm calling it a temporary shelter in place budget so we can eliminate some stress on pastors and you can just study and figure out how to broadcast and preach an incredible insane message on Sunday, rally the troops and a lot of our digital giving or if they're mailing it in, or you're working off an app, or they're dropping it by the church, however people are getting the money to the house of God, that's not my concern, but if they will buy in, then God blesses them, and then I eliminate stress in my life.